Hello, women of faith. Welcome to Faith Plus Favorite Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Misty. I'm so excited to be with you another time to share a powerful session concerning she understood her assignment. I don't know if you've seen the trend on social media. Um, Everyone's saying it. Um, It may even be a song. I'm not sure. But the other day I was was preparing for prayer. I heard the Lord say, do you really understand your assignment? As women of faith, we must understand that having faith in what God has said, what he's doing, our desires, um, and the areas of our life that we need to see a move of God requires us to fight the good fight of faith, but it also requires us to understand our assignment. So today I want to talk about the core values that we stand on concerning marriage, ministry, marketplace, and motherhood. I want to shed some light on your assignment um, and our assignment as women of faith, what we should be standing on as we're preparing to see God move. Uh, As we're stepping out on faith and walking in God's favor, we have to fight the good fight of faith. And so I want to just encourage you concerning marriage, ministry, marketplace, and motherhood. Maybe you're in a battle right now and you believe in God to work in your life. And I believe God shall do great and mighty things among you. Uh, let's talk about marriage first. And before I get started, I want to make sure that you downloaded our app in the App Store. That's where our community is. Uh, go to your App Store, search for Faith Plus Favor with Coach Misty, download the app, and join our private community where we discuss um, after sessions and faith challenges on the app. It's really powerful. It's a sisterhood community. Uh, We're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory, and we want you to join us. So as I begin, I want to talk about she understood her assignment concerning marriage and I teach a mentorship program called Wifeable. It begins in November. And when you think about Wifeable, um, the first word is wife and then able. Um, In Proverbs 18.22, he says, He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And then in Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power working in us. There is power um, that you possess as a wife. But there are some things that we must do in that season, no matter what season you're in. You could be in the ministry of singleness or you in the ministry of marriage. You may be in between. Um, but God wants you to know what you need to do and what's your assignment. And the first thing that you need to understand concerning your role as a wife is your posture, postured in submission, submitted unto God, uh, submitted to your husband, and then uh, submitted to one another. And when you have this posture, it leaves no room for the enemy. The Bible says, submit yourself unto the Lord, resist the devil and he will flee. So this gives you power to resist the devil in your life. No matter what season you're in, you will have the ability to walk in or walk through any storm, rather you're single or married. And God wants you to um, stay in the posture 
of submission so that you can resist the devil. Submission is not a bad thing. Submission is really you giving God uh, a position in your relationships so that he can help you navigate by way of the Holy Spirit. Submission is teamwork. Uh, sub is like the, the, the ship, right? The sub and then mission, meaning teamwork. You have an assignment to fulfill in the earth as husband and wife. God wants to do something through your family and he wants to move through your relationships. And as you stay in your posture of submission, God can get the glory out of your life, whether you're single or married. So your posture is important. Your prayers is important. The prayers of the righteous of Elamus. You may have um, you may have faith, but you need to pray. And prayer will unleash wisdom. Prayers will unleash the answer. Prayer will give you a solution. Prayer will give you a faith strategy for your life, for your marriage, and give you the ability to wait on the Lord. Or do I need to work in my marriage? Or do I need to work? Uh, something in my single season. Um, And so understand that your prayers produce the promise in your life. So your faith is in God, but sometimes you have to have faith in your ability and power to overcome the things that you're struggling with in your single season or in your marriage, right? And the third P is principles. The word works when you work it. Um, I was talking to a mentee the other day and, and she was saying, I'm, I'm trying, I'm really trying coach Missy. I said, and the Lord says, stop trying and applying, apply the word, apply it to your life. You're going to see a visible manifestation of what God wants to do in your life as a woman of faith. Trying is not what we do. We walk by faith and not by sight. So we apply the word. We apply our prayers. We're postured in submission. And God begins to move in this area of your life. What do you have faith for? Some of you are believing God for a husband. But there's one more piece to uh, the posture, your prayers, and the principles of God's word. And that is the practical things you need to do as a wife depending on what you agreed upon, cooking, cleaning, washing. It's more to that, of course. But the home is your sanctuary. And as a wife, it's not all on you. It depends on what you and your spouse agreed upon. But don't feel like it is a job to be a blessing to your family. According to Proverbs 31, It's an honor and a privilege to do the things God gave us to do. And we have power to do them. But when you treat things you need to do around the home concerning your children and your marriage, you treat it as a chore. It's it's causing you to feel as though you're not strong enough. You don't have the strength. You don't have the tenacity or the resilience to do all that's necessary. You feel torn. You feel like you don't have balance. You feel like you're overwhelmed. But you have power. On the inside, once you tap into that power, you can overcome the struggles that you may be having in your single season or in your marriage. Now, let's talk talking about the second core, which is ministry. She understood her assignment. I love Mary. Mary is minding her own business. She's engaged, right? She's engaged to 
her her fiance. She's preparing for her marriage. She's she's just doing her. She's serving the Lord. She's not thinking about anything else. And on the way, here comes an angel and gives her a prophecy concerning ministry. She's like, wait a minute. Uh, you interrupted all of what I um, I'm doing. Here it was she was planning to marry Joseph. And, and the Holy Spirit says, listen, the angel of the Lord comes upon her. So the Holy Spirit wants to come upon you, pregnate you with a son. His name shall be Jesus. He shall be a prophet to the nations. And here it was. She was startled. She's overwhelmed. She's like, wait a minute. This is an interruption of life. That's what ministry does. It interrupts your life. But there are some things you must come in agreement with. And no matter where you are in ministry, if you are finding your purpose or you walking in your purpose or you in, in between purpose, um, do what Mary did. Mary said when the whole, when the angel came to her, I perceive that this is the will of God for my life. I believe there are three things you must do when the Holy Spirit reveals to you your ministry assignment. And not everyone is called to fivefold ministry. Uh, I believe marriage is a ministry. I believe singleness is a ministry. I believe motherhood is a ministry. I believe some people have careers that is, is ministry. Everything we do is ministry. It's, it's, it's serving God in every element of your life. Seeking first the kingdom of God. As a woman of faith, every part of your life is ministry. Your body is ministry because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You, you know, he tells us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him. That's our reasonable service. Do you believe that your body is ministry? That's a whole nother topic. We want to keep on going. So ministry requires you to perceive, believe and receive what God wants to do in your life. Even when it's life interruptions, even when you had no plan to do what God planned for you, when he has plans, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, right? Oftentimes, that's how God called me. He interrupted my life in the middle of chaos, in the middle of confusion, in the middle of a mess. The Lord called me while I was turning up, living my life. I uh, had no intentions on serving. I just was trying to seek after my purpose. And he said, in a dream, I've called you to preach the gospel. I've called you to be a prophet to the nations. And I had to say, okay, I perceive, I believe, I receive but I need you to help me because I don't know what to do. I've never done it. I don't have any examples. Although I had a great aunt and some loved ones who were preachers, it still was new for a woman. I was the only woman in, in my family who was called to ministry. I had prayer warriors and intercessors and, you know, servants, but it was different. And so I had to perceive, believe and receive and allow the Holy Spirit to train me up, right? So ministry... Uh, you got to be like Mary. Luke 1 45, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. You have to step out on faith and walk in God's favor. Every step of obedience will open up and unlock a new level of favor 
in your life. Let's go to the third core, which is marketplace. Um, I love the story of Queen Sheba when it talks about marketplace. I believe that she's a great example of what you should do if you're called to the marketplace. And marketplace is not just about entrepreneurship. It's about how you manage your money. And hopefully you're seeking first the kingdom with your finances so that you can walk in financial freedom. It is the will of God for you. But I believe if we do what Queen Sheba did and she understood her assignment, um, she was already walking in wealthy places and things that God had already done for her. But she wanted to inquire from Solomon, King Solomon, in, in 2 Chronicles 9 and 1, Queen Sheba heard of Solomon's fame. She went to Jerusalem to test him with hard questions. She went to the wisest man in the world and, I, and said, I have questions. And oftentimes in entrepreneurship, you need to ask questions. Uh, in your finances, you need to ask questions. Uh, it's okay for you to seek wise counsel. But what I love about Queen Sheba, when she went to King Solomon um, to ask and inquire concerning his fame, um, she listened. She asked the hard questions. She was in awe of what she saw. She said, it's, it's even more so than what I heard about you. And she received, perceived, believed, and received what Solomon said. But after that, she sold into his wealth. She sold a seed into his wealthy place. When she was not where he was, yet still she knew that if I'm going to inquire and gain wisdom from someone, I want to sow into that so that I can continue to reap a harvest in this area of my life. And this is what I believe every entrepreneur should follow this pattern of Queen Sheba by going to inquire of the things people are already walking in that you desire for your business or in ministry or uh, even in your finances for financial freedom. You should inquire to those who are already wise, walking in the level of faith. And sometimes you have to be careful because some people may be on a chapter that 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 you need, right? Meaning they're walking in wealthy places, but they're in the beginning phase of small beginnings. The Bible says, do not despise small beginnings. Small beginnings lead to uh, large endings if you really follow the principles of God's word, right? And so uh, what Queen Sheba did, she sold into, and the Bible says that the 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 spices that she sold, it has never, the world has never seen the quality of spices that she gave to King Solomon. But what happened? King Solomon responded to her seed, to her gift, to her offering, and gave her things she didn't even ask for. She left there with more than what she gave. Why? Because she followed the principles of the word of the Lord. She perceived, believed, and received. And then she did what? She got wise counsel. She worked. She sowed into the wealth. And she waited. And because of that, she received what God wanted to do in her life. So sometimes you must always 
not sometimes, always have wise counsel around you so that you can walk in your wealthy place. It is the will of God to walk in generational blessings. Never despise someone's small beginnings because you have you don't you don't see it outwardly. When they have the knowledge inwardly, they're just on a chapter of small beginnings, but you have to see the end of the matter is going to be big in their life, right? And the last core is motherhood. Motherhood. When we think about motherhood, I think about Hannah. Hannah was in the temple praying. She stayed in that place. She wanted a child. She prayed for a child. She she tarried in the sanctuary praying and crying out to the Lord for her child. But I love in 1 Samuel 1, 19 and 20, it says, Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord and then went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her prayers. And God has a way of remembering your prayers. As a mother, never stop praying for your children. You have to remain in the posture of prayer. Rather, your children are born or you desire children. Never lose your posture of prayer. Never give up on your children. Never get discouraged in the season and the chapter of where your children are. For as you have faith for your children, you'll begin to see God move in ways that you never uh, seen a move before. You must understand your assignment as a mother. And some of you are mothers of Zion. You've been called and summoned to pray and intercede uh, on behalf of God's kingdom. And your prayers, the prayers of the righteous, what availeth much. God shall do what he said he would do in his word. So never, never, never move from your posture of prayer. Maybe they're on a different chapter, but I believe our children have to find Jesus in ways that maybe you didn't find him. They have their own testimony to walk out. I was talking to my son, uh, my middle son, he's 25, and last year he was in a dark place and I I could not reach him. In other words, nothing I said. He didn't want to hear me preach. He didn't want me to prophesy. He didn't want me to speak the word. He didn't want to hear anything I had to say. But I had to remember that God shall remember my prayers. So I'm talking to my son a year later, the same child who was in a dark place the year before says to me, Mom, I want you to know that your prayers work in my life. For I know that God covered me in times and seasons that I was making the wrong choices. Uh, He said, Mom, I want you to know that your prayers work when you thought I was not listening to you. I want you to know that your words of wisdom um, fell on my ears and into my heart. And though I did not want to hear it, I was listening. Uh, And yet I could not receive it then, but I had to have a come to Jesus moment by myself. You could not do that part for me. Now, here it is, a child full of wisdom who was so weary a year before 
But he said, it was your prayers that kept me. It was your prayers that covered me. It was your prayers that protected me. And and so I want you to be encouraged, no matter what chapter of life your children are on, know that the prayers of the righteous of Bellamy, there's power in a praying mother. I've never, 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 never seen a praying mother fail. I've never seen her uh, fall short of seeing the fulfillment of what God said. And I love in 1 Samuel 1, Verse 20, Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remember her. And the Bible says, and she conceived a son. Uh, And so today I want to remind you that you must understand your assignment. The title of this podcast is She Understood Her Assignment. And sometimes we get weary in the weight as women of faith concerning our prayers but I promise you as you stay focused on the principles of God's word standing on the word of God you're going to unlock a new level of favor not just in your life but I I, want to close in motherhood saying I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread keep God in remembrance of his word not for God to remember but for you to remember that he's not a man that he can lie. His answer is yes and amen. Keep the faith and keep on stepping. Keep on growing. Keep on glowing. Keep on going. You're going to get to your destination. Every step you take must be ordered by the Lord. And I promise you, you're going to see the visible manifestation of the promises of God. And they are Yes and amen. So thank you for tuning in to Faith Plus Favor with Coach Misty. Join us in our app. Download the app. I have to say this again because I want you to experience what we're experiencing. A beautiful sisterhood, a community of women of faith, stepping out on faith and walking in God's favor. God bless until next time. Hello, women of faith and favor. Welcome to Faith Plus Favor podcast with Coach Misty. I'm your host. So excited to be here. I'm so excited to share this topic with you. I believe it's going to really change the trajectory of your thoughts to help you align to what God needs you to do in this time and this season of your life. If you've not already done so, go ahead and download our app in the app store uh look for search for faithless favor with coach misty download it and join us in our private community if you click the right link at the very top there's a private community that you can join all you have to do is sign up and it's absolutely free we want to join you um registration to sign up for the private community will be closing soon, which will be next week, Monday. You will no longer have access until January of 2022. So you want to join us now. And so let's get into our topic for today. And today I want to talk about faith wounds, faith wounds, things that has injured your faith, discouraged you on your journey, caused you to walk carefully versus walking by faith because of something that disappointed you that didn't happen or it didn't go as you thought it should and because of that 
you get discouraged or you just don't walk by faith anymore in that area of your life. And because of that, you don't see the visible manifestation of the things that God has promised you because you are now too careful. And you cannot walk by faith and be careful at the same time. You must walk by faith and 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 then ask for wisdom according to James chapter 1, right? And so what happens is we get so caught up in that moment of disappointment, not realizing that God is going to give you some wisdom. He's going to give you direction. He's going to give you guidance. And you just got to keep on walking. And so let me just share. I'm going to be transparent in my transformation because I believe that that's the word of the Lord. According to Luke 22, 31 and 32, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to stiff me like wheat. But I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. I want to give you five uh, wisdom points tonight, um, today, or this afternoon, depending on when you're listening, to help you with your wisdom wounds. I believe every person who's walking by faith has wis- uh, wounds in their faith. Wo- um, let me say that different. I'm tongue twisted. Faith wounds, meaning something didn't just go out the way you thought it would. And so there's five things you have to understand when you walk in by faith and things just don't go out as planned. The first thing you need to understand is falling is not failing unless you uh, fall down and you choose not to get back up. Um, So I want you to know that you can fall while you're walking by faith, but that does not mean you have failed. Again, the Bible says, I pray for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you have faith wounds and you fall, if you never give up and you never get up, then that is failure because you've said it must not work for me. It must not. It's not going to happen. You know, it's not going to work the way I thought. So I'm just going to forget about it. And so I want to just share my testimony The area that I continue to have faith wounds was in the area of love. Oh, my God. You know, our five pillars of uh, faith plus favor with Coach Misty is marriage, ministry, marketplace, motherhood, and the ministry of me. And so I'm going to touch on marriage and the ministry of me today because you need to know, I think this is where the most discouragement is if you having faith for a husband. Um, faith to have a healthy marriage, faith to desire a, a companion, and you begin to get into a relationship with someone, and it seems like this is who God chose for you. This is the one, you know, and everything is coming to the way you thought it should be, and everything's lined up, and you know, everything, you know, how people say the universe is, is yielding to this. Right. I'm being funny, but I'm just saying that's what some people are saying these days. But I know it's God. Here's what you have to know. That you are the only one that God has to promise to. The characters in your scene of life can change. They're subject to change. Why? Because he gives us free will. He gives us free will. He does not force us to make 
decisions that align to his plan. He gives us free will. He presents his plan to us and then we have to decide they're going to walk in the plan that he has, the steps that he has for us. And this is a decision. And so when you have characters in your life that play out in your story, they are subject to change. That means that you can have faith for a husband and you end up kissing a frog and it doesn't work out. But that does not mean that the word of the Lord is not sure in your life. It just means that you need wisdom in where you're wounded. You it's, it's growing pains. Your faith is growing from faith to faith, glory to glory. And I believe this is like the top area of struggle for many women of faith and favor because you really believe God in the principle of his word. But then we have to walk out the practical things of life. And you cannot control the actions of others. You cannot. And so when you don't have that control over someone else and you really thought, and you know, you can get a prophetic word from people. Um, You can get uh, a word from the Lord yourself. And you think it's just all come together. But always remember that the person is subject to change in your scenes of life. And this is the area I believe when you get wisdom, you can get understanding, right? Because now you know that God gave me a promise and a vow that I am a wife, but I have to wait on a man who's ready to be a husband. I have to wait to make sure I'm postured with the right person in alignment who's ready to do the right things and have the character. But I cannot control that person. And this is why you see marriages that fail that could have made it because there was a faith wound. When God, for instance, a person can get into a marriage with someone and that person end up cheating on the wife or they can end up doing things totally opposite of what God said because man has free will. That's why the Bible says put your trust in no Man, no man, no woman, no child, no person, no place or thing, because the scenes of your life, the characters of your life are subject to change. So do not grow weary in your well-doing because you have to go through the process of finding the right person. Because, uh, again, we do the, the principle, right? He that finds a wife finds a good thing and attains favor from the Lord. You still have to choose that person. Therefore, I still have to go through the process of choosing. And that's where you need wisdom. Because if you make a decision to choose a frog and you thought he was going to be a prince or he turned to the prince and turned back to a frog, I'm being funny, but I'm not because I've been through this process and I failed in this area. And it's very embarrassing when you uh, uh, get prophetic words from someone and say this is the one and you marry that person only to find out that person is not mature enough to handle you. They're not ready to pay the price for you and they're not ready to do what they need to do. And so therefore they fall short of being a husband and they refuse to get it together. And now you're left embarrassed because you failed. You didn't fall. You didn't fail. The only reason I did not fail because I got back up. I had many falls and a lot of cuts on my Uh, needs concerning love. Why? Because I needed wisdom. 
I needed to understand that though I had a prophetic word, I still had to test that word. That word still had to be in the fire. Maybe it was the process I was in and maybe it was the timing I was in, or maybe that person just was not, they were an assignment, not my spouse. Am I helping anybody today? So the second thing you have to do when you have faith wounds is find wisdom in your wounds. You have to really look within yourself and say, God, I have faith for a husband or I have faith for that job or I have faith, you know, to see my grandmother healed and then she passed away. Let me touch on that for just a moment because so many people are grieving the loss of loved ones and they have faith to believe that God was going to heal them of COVID and only for them to pass away. No matter how much we pray and stand in the gap for someone, the Lord will never go against anyone's free will. So say, for instance, you have a grandmother, you believe in God for their healing, but your grandmother has decided that she no longer wants to be on the earth. The Lord will never override her free will. And therefore, she's, uh, she's going to side with God is going to side with her because that's what she desired, right? And this is why we must leave no room for the devil. Sickness and disease in loved ones, and you standing in the gap praying for them, they still have to choose to live and fight the good fight of faith and have faith for themselves. And as long as they choose to live, if you stand in the gap, the Lord will reserve them. Now, I've, I've seen people that leave here before their time, but it was something that may have been said or done that you don't know. And you have to be okay with, hopefully they're saved. And if they're saved, they are with Jesus. They did receive healing on the other side of heaven. And therefore, God really did answer your prayer. So your faith did not fail you. It's just that you needed wisdom and understanding of how God moves, right? And once you learn that man has free will, you can stop being disappointed when people fail you, when they fall short of being who they say they are, right? When they give you a false representative and you don't know that they are false, you see them as what they say they are. And then when they show their actions, they show you something else. You have to be okay. The Bible says, put your trust in no man. All right. So finding wisdom in your wounds, what is God teaching you through that fall? I know your legs all scraped up. You know, one thing I learned, stop putting on them six inch stiletto heels and still trying to walk by faith because you're going to fall and bust your butt wide open and have to get right back up and be embarrassed in front of everybody. I know I'm talking to somebody right there. In other words, stay in your lane, stay on the level that you're on. And once you keep growing, you can, your heels can get higher. You know, I learned to take baby steps. It's just like learning to ride a bike. Let me uh, keep these training wheels on while I'm learning how to navigate through something unfamiliar in my life because I don't want to keep falling, cutting up my knees and breaking bones and all this stuff, cutting broken hearts, and, and I don't have to be broken. You don't have to be broken. It's just you need wisdom. So find wisdom in your wounds. The third thing you have to do when you're dealing with faith wounds. You have to discern the times and seasons. So many people give up on the prophetic word over their lives 
or the promises God gave them or things God is doing because they don't understand the time and season they're in. When God gives you a prophetic word, that word is going to hover over your head until it comes to pass. Sometimes it's days, sometimes it's weeks, sometimes it's months, and sometimes it's years. Sometimes you cannot be in the posture or position to be where you need to be or somebody else, especially if it includes others and they need to be aligned to what he's doing. He has to ensure that everyone's in their rightful place before he gives you the visible manifestation. So the scenes of your life does matter. Making sure that your steps are ordered by God, it does matter because walking by faith requires you to take the steps God has called you to take in every time and season. And sometimes we miss it. And when we miss it, what happens is you got to wait till you come full circle. It'll come back again in another season, another time. And you can't be discouraged discouraged or frustrated because you missed that moment in time you just literally need to repent and say lord let me not miss it next time let me catch on you know how many people give up on marriage in a time and season of testing every especially when it's two anointed people there's going to be testing in your marriage and you got to be willing to fight the good fight of faith and hold on until you see your change come but only If the Lord, if it's God ordained, God said, whatever I put together, let no man separate you. And you have to be diligent to know I accepted him as he was. I'm going to believe God and stand in the gap for my husband that he get that there will be change and transformation. And as you stand in the gap and as you believe God, eventually you're going to see change and transformation because the prayers of the righteous now, here's the thing. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 35, do not throw away your confidence for it shall be richly rewarded. So you got to have confidence. People be saying, I, girl, I wouldn't put up with that. I wouldn't be dealing with that. Most of these women who say I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do that, honey, they ain't got no man. So stop listening to those who ain't got one. Stop listening to those don't know, even know what a marriage look like and what the sacrifice you got. Stop listening to people who don't have fruit on their faith, meaning they have not seen, you haven't seen any visible manifestation of things they have opened their mouths to say God would do. All right? And so these faith wounds is just preparing you for the promise. Don't grow weary in your well-doing. Do not be discouraged because you don't see the job and the career and, you know, the, the spouse that you desire. And you're in the ministry of singleness. It's, it requires you to be patient with you. Think about love. Love, the first thing love is, is patient. How do I know that I'm in a season of being patient? Because if you don't see the visible manifestation of love in your life, You got to be patient with you. Maybe God has called you to love you. Learning to love you will teach you to learn other to love others. Oftentimes, we don't want to be in a season of separation or being isolated or being by ourselves. But it is such a great moment. It teaches you how to be patient when you do get married, even as it relates to being, you know, withholding sex until you say I do. It's going to teach you to be patient 
to be able to enjoy life and be able to not get, you know, extra headaches is what I call it. Extra headaches. Because you put all your heart into something and that person didn't want you anyway. They just wanted other things. It's taking you to a place of being patient in the process of manifestation. The ministry of singleness is preparing you for marriage. And your relationship with God matters. And build up your relationship with God. Focus on what he's teaching you to do. And guess what? Everybody's waiting on God. Uh, now, I'm going to make you laugh. The the wives are waiting for God to show up for the change they want in their husband. And, and the singles are waiting on God to send a husband, waiting for the change to come. So everybody's waiting on change. But if, if you're going to learn in your singleness that is going to prep you and ready you to be patient in the transformation of your husband because he does not come fully packaged. He comes with flaws. He comes with, the, you know, uh, what do they say? Uh, these pieces are included in the box. Yeah, because he's not going to be this perfect man. He's going to be an imperfect man being perfected through Christ. So be patient with you. Be patient with the process you're in. Be patient in understanding what God is doing. Save yourself some headaches, sis. Trust me, I've had, I hit my head so many times. Uh, looking for love in the wrong places. And then when I finally decided I'm going to do it God's way, I'm walking by faith. I'm going to go through the ministry of singleness. And, and I did that. I did everything the right way, only to find uh, the man that I married before my king now. He was, he was in ministry. We were both compatible. Everything was great. Uh-huh. Until... The demons that he had to face, I had to face too. And I was not well equipped for those demons, if you must know. I, I was not, my prayer life wasn't what it is today. Uh, the wisdom that I have today, I didn't have then. And I certainly didn't have the patience. And so that was like I failed, right? I kept falling. Like, Lord, I'm in you now. And I did it your way. And this marriage did not work. But guess what? It's because I didn't have wisdom. <coughs> Excuse me. In other words, I needed to walk through a process to ensure that he was a husband. I knew I was a wife. But you still got to choose a husband. You can't choose a man. You can't choose a good guy, a great guy, a godly guy. You need a husband. He needs to have husband material just like you wife material you need to make sure he husband material and so because I was so caught up and he's a good guy I learned he was not a husband honey that was a hot mess but I thank God he prepared me for my husband so my falling was not failure because now all things work together for the good of them that love God that are called according to his purpose. So everything's going to work together for your good. And it's going to glorify God. And that's how you're going to get a testimony. That's going to glorify him. In your process of whatever you're in. So I want you to put band-aids on your knees. For the faith wounds. So that they can heal today. I want you to get back up. And the last thing I'm going to tell you. There's a blessing and a lesson. If you walk it out. And keep walking. 
some things you have to walk by faith and some things you have to literally walk out. And you have to discern what God has called you to walk out. Yes, you're walking by faith, but walk it out. You may have to walk out your healing. You have to walk out your deliverance. You got to walk out your restoration. You got to walk out things, uh, your identity. You got to walk out your purpose. You have to walk out your finances.